This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Always. Hello there. And welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds! Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars nerds out there. I'm Joanna. We've got a ways to go. Krupnik. I'm Justin. If you ever need help from an old man, Columbo. And I'm T. Scott. I'm bad. Just kidding. I'm good. Just kidding. I'm bad and I'm going to kill Luke. Just kidding. I'm good and here's Luke. Ross. (laughs) (laughs) And we're so happy you could hold down the farm to be with us today, because today in the Nerdverse, we are giving our instant reactions to the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Some housekeeping. Uh, We have so much fun content out there right now. Be sure to check out our pods covering Ms. Marvel going on right now as well. And stay tuned for our pods on The Boys and Stranger Things. And then uh, Thor Love and Thunder coming in July. How can you keep up with all this? Well, be sure that you're subscribed to The Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at The Nerdverse Pod. Okay, and now with uh, no further ado, this is your official spoiler alert. We may spoil, well, we will definitely spoil this episode and the ones before it. Uh, maybe some prequels, some prequels, prequels, uh, some rebels, uh, maybe the original trilogy we talk about. Um, but we are joined today by two very special returning guests, Justin Colombo and T. Scott Ross. Hello, boys. Uh, I was waving and I, I realized this is a, a no one can, an audio no one This is an here. audio medium, right. <laughs> Um, I'm so glad you guys could do this with me. Uh, Brian is currently in Greece, so uh, here we are. Um, Greece much- one or Greece two? Greece, yeah, got him. Um, <laughs> so now we're entering into customs. So as we knew from T. Scott last time, uh, you are saying you have seven stamp, uh, st- seven kyber crystals. Are we are we keeping that? I have seven as well. I think definitely seven. Definitely no more because of my lack of knowledge in the uh, animated uh, Star Wars uh, universe. Totally, but, totally. Uh, um, but my- I I accept my seven, and I think seven is pretty pretty good. Um, seven is fantastic. Pretty, pretty respectable. I mean, no one has claimed. Well, I tried to claim a ten for Harry Potter, but even I couldn't claim that at the time. Ooh, I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like an eight and a half on Harry Potter. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I love me some Harry Potter. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, I, I, yeah, okay. The, yeah, I'm also a movie hater and a book lover. I'm one of those Harry Potter. I'm like, mm, <laughs> did you read the books? Mm, See, you didn't. Well, I just that, want guy. it all. That's great. That's I did not know that about you. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen Cursed Child at the time that I claimed to ten, so I was like, "Wait a minute, let me see that first. And I then I, I did. So I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, anyway. Okay, put a pin in that. Uh, Justin, sorry, Star what, Wars. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Justin, what do you think you have? Uh, I, you know, I would say that I am at a five. I say a five. Really? Well, okay. Oh, well, okay, hold on. That really now is making me rethink everything. I was going to say a four, but that feels low. But I feel like I have a five, and let me explain why. I feel like through osmosis uh, from living with you as my lawfully wedded wife, 
I've absorbed a lot of things. Spoiler alert, we're married. <laughs> we're married. <laughs> That's how I, nepotism. Just on the in spot. case somebody's listening to hook up with either of you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just in case someone is like, ooh, he sounds enough. very attractive. I'm no. not, and I am my wife's burden. Um, but I, so I would say, I would say, fi- I would say a five. I would uh, say a five. All right. What? Okay. You no, no, no. I, I'm writing it down. No, no. I'm writing it down. Perfect. I know, but it, it feels like I'm going to be pulled into a tiny room at customs. No. And get <laughs> spoken to. Well, look, you automatically get a plus one if you've seen the Christmas special. Have you seen the Christmas I special? I absolutely have. Of course. Okay. Life Day? Of course. Right. I, so actually, I actually showed the Christmas special to a Star Wars fan who had never seen it before. And I sat there with her watching it and just kind of saw like the life drained from her face a little bit. And then I was like, oh, this was a mistake. I made a mistake here. Right. You so, shattered her world of perfection. Yeah, I geez. love that they all had to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's such a mess. Yeah. It's Hysterical. so messy. Um, all right. So we're through that. Um, I got to know, what did you guys think of this finale? T, Scott, let's hear from you. Right. It was mostly absolutely amazing. Uh, Woohoo! Yeah. It was mostly absolutely amazing. I, I'm hung up on one thing. You, you know where I'm going to go on my little hung upness. It's really not that bad, but I, I think I, I get I get more mad at things that are really close to perfect, and like they didn't have one person to go, "Hey, this one thing isn't as good as everything else. Shouldn't we fix that?" And it makes me mad that no one did that. And so I just need to get over it because everything else about this is so 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 great. Um, I, it was so awesome to have Hayden Christensen not be awful. Like <laughs> it's so, it mm. was so great. Like I felt, I felt good for him. I did too. I, I, I really felt good for him. It was great that he was in, you know, in the suit the whole time. I imagine he did all of the sword fighting because he clearly, they made, they made you, they made you look at him and be like, look, this dude can still lightsaber fight. And that was a great, that was a great scene. How they, that whole episode was just really well shot. It was really well directed. Um, overall, it was fantastic. Well, I, 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 I made sure I had plenty of nits to pick as well. But overall, I, of course, loved this episode. There are some things, there were some of the highest highs for me, but also some like such frustrating lows. Yeah. But it was overall, I mean, I'm still like, yeah. I, I, it's like candy. I, I loved it. Um, Justin, what about you? Well, okay. I, and maybe this is, maybe this, you can stop me if you feel like this is going to bring us into kind of a different realm of things. I'm having difficulty separating that last episode, which I think is totally fantastic and is awesome and is exactly what I wanted and what I felt like was teased and what was pitched and like what we're all waiting for. And then the rest of the series. If that makes sense. Like, I I think this episode was so good. It made me a little bit mad at the fact that the other ones weren't on that level. It's a finale. So, of course, it's going to be better. But, like, there were just so many things in this where I was like, oh, this is this is perfect. This is great. This is exactly what I wanted. Like, if this is if this kind of fan service is wrong of like giving us what we want. I don't want to be right. Like, this is so great. The pacing felt perfect. Like the, the storytelling felt great. Like they were giving you storytelling through like lightsaber lights, like col- like colorful lightsaber, like visuals. 
And I was like, man, there's such an attention to detail here that I feel like just has been absent throughout the rest of the show. So for me, I was like, this is, this is the perfect way to end this series because you can't say you didn't get everything you wanted. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is like your parents saving like the best Christmas present for last. So like you can be there saying like, no, I didn't get my like red rider BB gun. And then from behind the tree, comes you know the final episode of obi-wan and it's yeah. exactly what you want yeah well i think we should talk we should just go right to the meat and talk about the duel um oh, just because so it's such an enormous elephant in the room um so this is something that we figured we were gonna get based on uh the fact that like we had gotten a, more tastes than i thought we would along the way um, but we kind of knew it would come here or did we, because again, they can't mess with too much, um, of the story that we know is going to happen or not happen later that it was pretty surprising that it was like so epic in my opinion. Hmm. Um, but it was done so well and just, it's just, it's Hayden and it's, you and McGregor, like they're so they're really the the joy of this, and they're really what make like all of this work, in my opinion. Um, I think I think you know, most of my most of my negative critique of the show is in some of the super like implausible plotting, like when characters make really confounding choices and you're like, wait, what? And, you know, people leave each other and why aren't they dead? And did they kill them? And why would they just walk away? That kind of stuff. But it's to ensure that a certain ship lands in a predestined point dictated solely by canon that we know is happening. So, you know, in my opinion, I don't think that Star Wars has ever seemed so held captive by what has to happen or not happen to mess with something later. But I think even so, I mean, that's my biggest problem, I think, with the show. Even still, they they did something in this episode that I didn't, that I don't think messes anything up. I think it, it, it boosts official canon in many ways. Um, I think it doesn't, it doesn't really hurt anything. And I'm, I'm like so pleasantly surprised that they went like so hard in this. So, um, for both of you, uh, did you, what, what were your favorite parts of the duel? Like what are, what are your thoughts and feelings? I want to know everything you thought about it. Yeah. So, um, I thought the duel was mostly great and I have, I have the tiniest, well, first of all, little Easter egg. This is, is this just a little Easter egg? Yeah. Get get any Easter eggs, please. Yeah. There's, there's a maneuver, okay, yep. a lightsaber maneuver that uh, Obi Wan does to block a lightsaber strike to his back, and he did this in Phantom Menace, and it looks so cool, but it's so unnecessary. It's, so, <laughs> it's just one of those moves where it was like, if if you're in, a, if someone's swinging at your back, you would just rotate, you would rotate your torso to block the shot but no he swoops the blade above his head and sticks it straight down to block the shot but it looks so cool but i remember always when i watched that darth maul duel being like that is the coolest looking thing 
Why yes. on earth would you do it that way? But it looks cool. And then he did it again. He blocked a shot that way. And, and I was like, awesome. I'm a fan of that because I think I, I felt like that was, that was for me. That was yes. specifically for, cause I noticed stupid shit like that. And I, and I feel like that was for, that was for me anyway. Um, I thought the duel was awesome. I had one problem with the duel and maybe and I could be talked off the ledge, like talk me off this ledge. <laughs> Happily. Um, at the beginning of the duel, you know, uh, Vader's like, have you come to kill me or whatever? And Obi-Wan's like, I'll do what I must. Right. And then Obi-Wan wins the battle, cuts off half of his thing. Vader's like on the ground. Obi-Wan had plenty of time to obviously he can't kill Vader because that's the whole thing. You know what I mean? And it didn't, it didn't seem to me like Obi-Wan's like, no, I can't do this. And I, so I needed, I, I either thought, did I miss something? Was Obi-Wan too injured or too hurt to be able to very quickly kind of finish off Vader? Did they not make enough of like the torment of Obi-Wan trying to kill his friend when he made it very clear that I'm not Anakin, I'm Vader and I killed Vader. Um, Anyway, uh, talk, this, talk me off that ledge. No, you're you're hitting on something, and Justin, I want to hear your thoughts too. You're hitting on uh, something that I completely agree with. It's I don't know how I feel with him walk about him walking away. I know he has to, but it's almost like the writers of Obi Wan Kenobi are shrugging and saying, "Well, we couldn't kill him," but right. it actually undercuts right. the supposed catharsis of the scene. It makes Obi it makes sense, and it's very poignant that Obi Wan would decide that yeah oh Anakin cannot be swayed toward the light when yeah. we know he actually can be and Luke will be the one to do it but if Kenobi believes that his friend is really dead and if what it ends today which yeah. he says you know Qui-Gon earlier yeah. is his hope that Anakin could be brought back to the light then what's holding him back from making his death official yeah. on the other hand if he doesn't believe that Anakin is irredeemable but he's walking away anyway what has he actually learned in the series yeah. And in that case, he would also be retreating, you know, to the sidelines again and dumping this problem on the other, you know, maybe surviving Jedi people in the path, right. you know, the, and they'll pay the, the price. People Vader kills throughout the series. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So isn't killing him the best right. way to protect Luke and I, Leia? I see so. what they were doing. I see what they were doing. They, they, they wanted to portray that Obi-Wan couldn't kill his friend. Fine. I just think there was a better way to make it a little bit more difficult and not having Obi-Wan so clearly win the battle even though it was awesome that he defeated yeah. Vader. i mean that's great that obi-wan got his power back and like by the end of that you know by the end of that duel he was just wrecking him it was so awesome but but i don't know i needed i needed one little thing to happen i needed some kind of you know rock to break or some kind of impasse where he wasn't able to reach him you know i don't know i don't know i'm not a writer justin what do you think okay so so here's the thing and Okay, if, if, if we're going to look at Obi-Wan, Anakin, slash Vader f- duels, there's three big ones, right? So we get uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith, this one, and then we get A New Hope, right? So like, yep. those are the three big ones. Yep. Let's work backwards. New Hope, to me, it's always struck me as like, this is a very capable fighter, killing an old man this is this is a revenge kill this is um, this is someone who just is like you are in my way and my life would be better without you obi-wan's dead mustafar however 
I think this colors out a little bit differently for me in that you have these great lines, you know, where it's it's Obi-Wan still trying to grapple with the fact that his friend is is gone. You know, this whole thing of like, you are my brother, like, you know, you were supposed to, you know, uh, you know, bring balance to the fourth. You you weren't supposed to join them. It's it's. Looking back, I think at the time it was this like, oh, I can't believe you. Like, oh, how could you do this? Whereas I think it's so much more rooted in that like, like he's in the midst of that, that grief, that pull of like, he's still in this, in this, I'm still trying to, struggling to understand what's going on. You're talking about Vader. No, no, I'm talking about Obi-Wan. I'm talking about Obi-Wan in that here where he has that moment of, and okay, there's actually a fourth one, I lied. There's the, the duel that they have, that they show you bits and pieces of. Yes, in, which you can see the whole thing on YouTube if anyone's interested. It's really worth watching that as a whole. And Obi-Wan says to Anakin, he's, he says, you know, he's like, you're, you know, you, you want victory and that's blinding you, you know, and you're, you're aggressive. And he's like, Jedis don't fight to to take life, they fight to defend it. So I look at that, the duel that they have here as this is Obi-Wan fighting Vader to see if he can save Anakin. And the minute that he realizes that Anakin is dead and Anakin does not exist and it's just Vader, whether or not, whether or not he's still in there somehow, although we do get those flashes of him seeing Leia and seeing Luke and then, you know, the speech at the end where he, you kind of realize that Obi-Wan now looks at these two children and says, the best parts of my friends exist in their kids, even if mm. they don't exist anymore. I look at that and I say, I don't think Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan wanted, needed to kill Vader. He was just trying to defend Anakin's life if he could. Yes. To, to that end, hey, man. You could have saved a lot of people a lot of trouble if you uh, kind of just real quick to the to the stomach there. Sure, but but I, I get that if this is kind of like an honor fight and Jedi's don't fight to kill, they fight to defend. I understand his reasoning for that. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I to piggyback of what you're saying, I also think that this duel to see him in his full bag like being able to tackle vader in such a way this duel helps the duel that we see in a new hope because it shows that obi-wan can do this no problem i mean he's a little older at that point but it's a choice to do something different and of course at that time it's all about teaching luke something protecting luke giving vader getting letting vader get his rocks off and you know slicing through you know him he almost that the duel that they that they go through on in this episode, I think makes the one that happens in a new hope that of course everyone wishes was a lot more exciting. And sometimes I think this is the version that we really wanted to happen in a new hope, but we're getting it here, which makes the one in a new hope though. It's very quick. It matters a lot more and you can see just even more as to why he does what he does. Obi-Wan does. And also if you think about, if you think about in a new hope, right? Like, I think at that point you could maybe make the argument that Obi-Wan knows that the person who can actually save Anakin is his son. And at that point, Luke's already there. He's very, very capable. And throughout this whole series, right, you know, 
Obi-Wan hasn't even met Luke. Mm -hmm. So I think you could argue that Obi-Wan sacrificing himself because he really just, uh, Alec Guinness just doesn't put up a fight, is basically pushes Luke to then also go and save his father. Oh, you know of what course. I mean? It's like, so, it's so all part that, of his, yeah, yeah it's all part and, of his. And, and in a way, I think you could also kind of look at that as mirroring, you know, what Qui-Gon, I mean, Qui-Gon doesn't give up his life, but in a way, Qui-Gon serve, serves that purpose for Obi-Wan. And then in A New Hope, Obi-Wan kind of serves that purpose for Luke in terms of, you know, catapulting him into the, I need to avenge my friend and I need to kind of take up his mantle kind of vibe. So obviously those who are listening that have seen Rebels, you'll know that this is something that we've seen in Rebels, the whole uh, attack of the helmet. Um, it's the other eye when it's Ahsoka. And it's a totally different scene because he's the master, she's the Padawan in that case. In this one, he's the Padawan, Obi-Wan's the master. I mean, seeing it in live action is like amazing. Um, that better, I think, than to see it in animation. But of course, I, uh, I'll speak as the Rebels watcher here that I was like, oh my God, they're really going to do this when they did. This is the episode Twilight of the Apprentice that I'm talking about. Um, it's in one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars of all time. So now this rivals that. Um, I just think when you get that split of Hayden's voice mm. mixed with James Earl Jones, like, ugh. Punch to the gut. T, you've never seen Rebels. Did, like, did that just murder you? Oh, it was you, awesome. It was, it was great. just awesome. Yeah. It was really, really powerful. And yeah. to see the lights playing across, of course, and Ewan, you know, is they're both acting. It's just, like, amazing. And to yeah. see the blue dry up and the red come back and the blue shift across the face almost in the same way on Obi-Wan is this, you know, the piece is missing on Vader. It's just amazing. The energy is so good. There are so many Easter eggs, of course, in this whole episode with the dialogue, you know, getting things like, you know, little Luke saying, I'm not afraid, which is the same response he gives to Yoda and the Empire Strikes Back. You know, when he's uh, talking about the, you know, about facing Vader, then my father is truly dead is Return of the Jedi. And here my friend is truly dead, which is Obi-Wan. Um, so th there's a lot of dialogue. Of course, the, the exact same dialogue happens in Rebels. Like uh, Ahsoka says, I, I won't leave you not this time. And then he says, then you will die just as he does here with Obi-Wan when Obi-Wan's like, you know, I'm not going to kill you. And he's like, all right, then I'm going to destroy you. Um, what did you guys think of the rocks? Uh, Justin, you made a really beautiful point earlier uh, off, off air about how he, <laughs> I have to say, I was talking to my friend, Aaron, he was like, this is the, or no, Brian, I think said this, come on, Spider-Man, come on, Spider-Man in uh, no way home. when he's like under all the rubble and he, or not no way home, um, homecoming. And he, pushes the rocks away uh very much like that um justin you made a great point about when he sees the kids after he hears all the failures of the flash of dialogue from all the prequels uh why don't you say what you thought about seeing the kids oh meant? i mean I, like i said before i think it's i think it's a really nice kind of shifting moment of like you know kind of letting letting this uh you know, guilt that's been weighing on him about Anakin kind of like letting go of that and saying, you know, like the good, the good from Padme and the good from Anakin do still exist like in the world and it's palpable. And rather than kind of leaning into, you know, the anguish of the world and the anguish of, 
you know, what else is there. I'm going to, you know, it's, it's weirdly like, <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time is Hook. Like, and it's very much like when Robin Williams is Peter, like, is trying to think of happy thoughts. And he's like really, really trying. And he thinks of his kids. And then all of a sudden it's like pans back. Like it was very much that kind of moment where it's like you let that kind of go. And then like, like you're, you find like weirdly like the force ghost strength just in kind of the offspring of your friends. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I actually just meant when you were saying that the, that, that this, the light lives in his children and what oh, came yeah. from him. And that is enough to do it. Yeah. What, it, so what did you guys think of the rocks? In general, do you, I mean, we obviously get rocks, forest rocks coming from Ray later, later we get ground breaking like Kylo. So they're bringing in parts of later stuff. Yeah, cool. I, was, I was totally cool with the rocks. That was neat. I thought I that was, was awesome. Yeah. Just like rock. Yeah. I don't, I don't know whether or not it's, it's just like, I, <laughs> I don't think I was as taken by them, but I also think that this is possibly hangover from like stranger things. So it's like just because like like Elle can move things with her hands. So I'm like, oh, cool. like you're just this is just how people fight now. Like in right. my brain, <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, everyone right. is just. Like, yes. uh, I don't know if you know this, Justin. Star Wars was first before. Uh, dang, yeah, dang, don't dang. don't forget. Um, no, just seeing them both. At the, I mean, seeing Vader in the height of his power as well is just was remarkable. Look, I, I really enjoyed. I'm going to tangent right now, but uh, when Vader was fighting Riva, it was just awesome to see him completely. Man, oh, last episode, you mean just like I am far superior than you to the force, and you are just no match for me. Oh, that duel was fantastic. And and, and the other thing, too, is when you look at when you look at that duel, and then they also give you the Obi Wan Anakin duel from like a a, cutscene from the prequels, you can see how Anakin is learning everything that Obi Wan is, is teaching him, saying, you know. Just because you don't have a weapon doesn't mean you don't have a weapon. But you can see him take everything that Obi-Wan taught him and then just use the worst like pieces of that information. You know what I mean? So he's yeah. just fighting with her. And even though she has basically, you know, an insane lightsaber, she can't do anything. It's 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 this incredible, like silent power that he has that he just carries, which in the I think in the original trilogy, you don't really see as much, but man, like, you know, I, there's just, there's like a, it's that quiet power of his that he just carries and just has, and it's nothing like, Oh, I'll just stop this spaceship. Like, no man, like you not like you can't, that's crazy. Like that's insane. He, it's beautiful. That Some of the shots in this one also are so beautiful. The, the darkness of that planet with them, and reflections on the suit. Um, oh, it's just, it's so beautiful. I also love the, the ode to like the high ground, like Vader yes, taking. I was, I was, I was expecting him to say it. I, 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 I wondered, it's funny. It's such a cheesy thing, but I actually kind of wanted Anakin to taunt Obi-Wan. Really? Like, yeah. Who's got the high ground now or I don't know something. I don't know. I really, I don't know why I really, it was like, that's such a cheesy line, but I really no, wanted No, you it. love Star it's awesome i really wanted to be like you know screw you obi-wan high ground what a stupid thing you were two steps higher than me and you're like oh i'm gonna i win automatically well i i i I had that same thought just because there's one shot 
where he has the cracked helmet. And just because of the way that his brows are like super pronounced is it gave off the same angle of when, you know, in Revenge of the Sith, he's looking up and he does that like, I hate you. And I was like, the, the fact that you're giving me this angle and this sunkenness and this just like absolute venom and vitriol in a look, I was like, this is perfect. This feels like a little Easter egg to me, even though it's just a human emotion you would have in that <laughs> I mean, I was just getting chills because all of this emotion just shows that he is just not over him yet. He is still so bent out of shape about Obi-Wan and he's still so conflicted. It's like, hello, this is so obvious, dude. You're not you're not over this. Like you are still so hurt, which shows that he still has so much love, which shows that he still has light. And all of this was just it, I don't know. It, it it's just so it's so awesome to me. Well, yeah. One other thing though that I will also give the writing credit for and I will give Hayden slash James Earl Jones credit for is the scene towards the end where he's on the throne and he's talking to Palpatine. Palpy, we got the Ian McDiarmid cameo. Just just a a little nice Palpy cameo. Um, And you get this, you get this like resigned, like gritting his teeth Vader that I thought was great where he's, Obviously upset about Obi-Wan, obviously using the Inquisitors to find him, obviously has a vendetta. And Palpatine's just very much just like, I feel like he's making you weak. And and this whole thing of like, he's like, no, no, I, you know what? I'm, I will listen to you and I will trust you, my master. And I was like, oh, this Vader is still pissed at a little bit of everybody right now. Like this Vader is like teenaged angst, like I'm going to punch a hole in the wall and listen to Green Day like at like an 11. Like this is, this is like, this is Vader just so mad at everything, which makes the location of his lair like make total sense. Like this, oh, this well, is the just... location of his lair has a lot of to do with a lot of different things, but <laughs> that's yeah. yeah. The location of his lair is beautiful because he thinks he's going to connect to Padme there. It's like oh. amazing. Um, the the wheezing and the like the oh like when he's like hobbling away when he gets hit like those are taken directly those those sound clips are so good and they're taken directly from rebels um when he screams obi-wan at the end when it's like which is very similar to sam witwer great voice acting sam witwer for darth maul um in the pre in uh the um and the animated stuff when he's screaming obi-wan versus kenobi um I have a question for you guys. Do you think he's screaming? Well, two questions. One, do you think he's screaming, like, come back and finish this or finish me? Or do you think he's screaming, like, I want another go of it? Like, why do you think he, what do you think he's screaming? It's unanswerable. We don't know. But what did you take from that? I think it's both. I think it's both. And and also, why not both? Like, I think, I think that it is, it's, it's equal parts of like, hey, like finish the job, like do, do the thing. But also like, I am the way that I am because you did not finish the job. And if you think about Anakin kind of living in this, this anguish of losing Padme, of having, you know, to be underneath Palpatine, of basically having to live in a back to tank anytime you're not in your hot leather suit. Like, I, I mean, that to me is like, I, I I'm so mad at you. I want to kill you, but also I'm, I'm so mad at you for not killing me in the first place. 
You know what I mean? T, what about you? Um, I think it was just classic Anakin. I mean, uh, <laughs> and, and, I, and I mean this with all love, like the bratty, just, you know, that, that, that and the whiny bratty Anakin who's still a youth, who's still, who's still a Padawan. You're still a Padawan. Yeah. And you know, you know what I mean? Totally. And, so, and it's funny. It, it was done in a way that, that it, you know, I, I appreciate that they found a way to make me appreciate how horrible Anakin Skywalker was written <laughs> in those first movies. They really did. They, they leaned into a couple things and they made it work. And, and, and I, I, I can't believe that I'm saying that I'm so happy they brought Hayden back to play that role. I can't believe I would ever say that. Like, I, ugh. Guys. Well, and it, 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 this is, it, it feels a little bit like, like I remember like after, after we saw No Way Home, like the first thing that Joanna and I said to each other was like, this is like the Andrew Garfield redemption movie. Like this is yeah, like. Spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home. Did okay. not think we'd be doing that, but All right. anyway. Okay. It's, it's, it's June, 2020. If you have not seen that movie, that's on you. June, like, 2022. You, you yes. Oh, 2022. We've had yeah, two years since the pandemic. It's all a wash for me. But like, it's, it, it very much does feel like, you know, like they're like, let's bring Hayden back and let's actually give him the things yeah. rather than just being saddled with, you know, the burden of plot, the burden of everyone looking directly in your eyes and knowing where you're going to end up. Totally. Let's actually let him go beyond that. Like, let's 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 give him the ball rather than saying eventually, you know, you're just a pawn to get us from point A to point B. Right. You know what I mean? So we get that amazing line. For, well, not a, just amazing. I'm using amazing too much. But we get this very wonderful moment where he's like, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan. I did. Which, again, works fabulously for later. Yes, when Obi-Wan wasn't lying to Luke. When Alec Guinness yeah. was not lying, and that makes sense now. So that was great. Yeah. I Now, I'm curious what you both thought. So initially, I think he says this out of a lingering there's like a lingering flicker of affection for obi-wan to give to to unburden him from thinking this was his fault and then i'm like no of course not he doesn't want to give obi-wan the credit for what he's become he's like i did this do not pity me do not feel bad for me i chose this you didn't do this you don't have that much of a hold on me you could never turn me this maybe it's both what do you guys think Oh, definitely, definitely the latter. He, he, he definitely wanted to take all power away from Obi-Wan Kenobi. You didn't create me. Uh, I, I am Vader. I killed Anakin Skywalker. This is not, this has nothing to do with you. You are nothing. I am to, to which Obi-Wan's yeah. like, oh, oh, great. Oh, I feel a lot better now. Okay, cool. Well, I feel good, so I'll kill you now. Great. Okay. <laughs> but but <laughs> also, can we talk about the absolute, just like, bananas, badass, like, little one-liner that Obi-Wan throws at the end where he's like, all right, cool. Like, see a Darth? Like, doesn't well, even give you full name. Is just like, oh, cool. Well, like, that's important, oh, though, because that's what he calls friend. him later. Thanks, Darth. I, but the fact that he's... I know. Because, because if... I mean, I I don't... I don't know. I My answer to that is I don't know. But if if this is Anakin trying to say, like, I've made the choice to do this, like, I've chosen this... And yeah. it's not my fate to become this because there's so much wrapped up in the fate of Anakin, you know, turning to the dark side uh, or, you know, being, you know, the savior of the Jedi. Then for him to kind of have this like I'm 
I, I, I know I, I've chosen this life. Yeah. For Obi-Wan to just turn around and be like, cool, is such a All right, bye, absolute, Darth. See a Darth? Like, oh, just, it's just like the rudest thing you could do to someone who's trying to like stand up to you and like puff out their chest. So going back to Super Saiyan, Obi-Wan flying yeah. through the air, do you think he intended to crack the helmet or do you think he just wanted to take a, like a blow, like do a kill blow sort of? Did you get any sense either way? I, I mean, I, I didn't think it was like, I'm going to specifically crack the helmet so I can see his face. I, I don't think it was that. I think it was just Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan, and that's what he happened to, uh, uh, to, to hit. That's, that's my thought. Did you miss Duel of the Fates playing at all during this? I, I... Or was it buried? I, no, no, well, I, I no, didn't, you, didn't play. They, oh, okay. they, gave you, they gave you like, <laughs> okay. It's still very good, so to call it dollar store duel of the fates is not really no. fair. But like it was like it was it was TJ Max. It, yeah, it was it was Duel of the Fates School Edition. Like it was yeah. it was as close to How they could get without getting the rights. Like it was very close. They have like, the rights though, that's the thing. <laughs> John Williams is like, I will write you a new theme, but you cannot use Duel of the Fates. The, this these are my only terms to the I mean, contract. he literally said you can use Duel of the Fates, but they didn't want to. But, um, but, but I think I think the fact that they didn't, and I think the fact too that it's 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 a faint like it's 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 like a faint memory that it and this this backing track kind of just sparks it. I think is perfect though, because isn't that isn't that what we're all kind of going through in this this um in this this duel and we're all kind of going through this in this moment where we're like this feels like something that we've seen something that's familiar but there's something that is not quite right here there's something that is just just a little bit suspicious and a little bit dark so i think the fact to go with something that is similar but not is like next level I mean, also, it's pe- people's jobs to think these things through. But I think that not having that is fantastic. Okay, so like, let's talk about some of the, the opening actions of this episode. Some of the things that I don't think worked quite as well. Um, so obviously, super cool. We get the Star Destroyer. That's always amazing to see. The Devastator. Um, they're firing at this little transport. Is this, like... Star Wars' best protected transport in the galaxy? Why can they not do the the tractor beam? <laughs> why are they not... Why are they missing so much? I, I guess a, a stormtrooper was, was at the helm? I don't know. I mean, truly <laughs> bizarre. It, it, is, it is very specific to the Star Wars universe that... No, sword fighting, we are unreal. We are three, the three musketeers on crack. You give us a gun, can't do anything with it, my guy. Can't, lasers, I don't know. We just, we just hope. Like, it's, new, it was quite ridiculous. A new um, hope is just what everyone has when like a new laser weapon comes out. Just new hope that this is the one that will be more accurate. We also have Roken, who's like, I gotta fix this, guys. Um, we, I need more time. And Obi Wan's like, okay, I think, I think I'll just, I'll take care of Vader on my own. He's like, wait, why are you gonna do that? I can give you time, man. Like. Roken is so wishy-washy. Also, I think they want to give us more Roken because they definitely like set that up to put him in later Star Wars things. And I'm like, we don't need more Roken, you guys. Well, but also, wasn't Roken the guy who was trying to get the ship like 
off the planet once like Reva and the stormtroopers get there and he's like yes. we have to go we we need time and it's like Whoa, <laughs> get this man a watch like the man has no right. concept so that was uh, truly bizarre um of course you know we we do get a very sort of sweet um farewell to little leia and he gives her tala's blaster holster which I can only assume is the blaster holster that Leia will use going forward, which I loved. And I loved the Tala moment last episode. what did you guys think of that? It was great. Yeah. I uh, loved I, that. Okay. I think it's great that, that Leia has something from someone that like is carried through. I think because I, when, when, when we watched that episode where Tala dies, the first thing you said to me, Joe, was like, oh, my God, didn't that wreck you? And I was like, I just met her. Like, I, I just, know. They killed her too soon. But 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 even with, like, with Roken and with, you know, with, with Paula, I'm like, the pacing just felt so rushed in so many areas that I'm like, I don't, like, I, like yes, like, we're joking about, like, Roken has no concept of time. But I'm like, the fact, the fact that we, the fact that we spent time with this person, know his name he was a plot point and we kind of never got a fully fleshed out sense. I'm like, the pacing here is, is super weird. So that like this moment with Tala is, is great, but it's like, we have one monologue that then lifts up this holster and lifts up this beautiful moment. And I'm like, man, if I got to know this character a little bit more, we had a little bit more breath here. This would be so fantastic and so special. But to me, I was like, it's just, it felt, it felt a little bit rushed for me to put that much stock into. Yeah, it's tough. It's not a show. We used to get shows, you know, 25 episode shows on ABC or something growing up. And now it's like you get six episodes and they can't be super long or they aren't super long. They pick it over doing a movie. So you think you'd get more time and breath with these characters, but you still, it's just, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I want to talk about Reva to speak on that, but let there's a few other things I want to say uh, before we go to Reva because that's a whole other thing. Um, we get, of course, we get. Oh, uh, we you know we we are inter interjected by this awesome duel scene with something that we don't care as much about, which is the Reva duel back on the farm. Uh, Owen um, and Baru. Uh, Good for you, you know, Baru. The thing is. We know that they're going to be fine. So there is this underlying like, wait, this is so this is great. But also, I don't need to be so worried about this, which is cool. But, you know, it's it does take some of the wind out of the sails unless they can do like a far, you know, it, it doesn't make shows when we knew Revenge of the Sith was happening. We knew that he was going to be Vader. It still was really entertaining to watch. So they can you can do it really well. I just don't know. You know, it, it's it's tricky. Um, but I, I loved that, you know, Leia gives him the droid in his cloak. You know, we see that Obi-Wan is, is also afraid. That's very sweet. Um, we get, of course, that the entire, like, garrison of people working for Vader are like, really, we're going to go after just Obi-Wan? Um, okay, like, we could take care of, like, this whole rebellious crew, but, you know, that's fine. Um, uh, and then we do get some some bits, some beautiful bits on Tatooine uh, at the farm, the twin sun setting and all of that. Um, so, yeah, those those bits at the beginning were kind of funky. But uh, 
you know, I didn't hate any of it. Um, just slightly bizarre. And again, all made better by the fact that it's Ewan McGregor. Um, so <laughs> on Tatooine, so we're do we're dealing with Riva. So we leave Riva stabbed in the abs, you know, as the Grand Inquisitor says, like there's, you know, nothing will make you fight uh, as for your life as hard as revenge or whatever he says at the end of that episode. So I'm guessing that she's going on sheer revenge and adrenaline here. The reason that she is not dead. Um, but she's on Tatooine, as we knew she would be. So what do you guys think of the Reva of it all? How they wrapped it up? Uh, how she her character was was written and her arc? The pacing, the reveals. What so do you guys think? I, I think. <sighs> hmm. Okay. The, the one thing that I'll say about Reva is I think that I think her storyline is a storyline we haven't necessarily got. Like a youngling who was in the middle of Order 66, the only other person that I think we've seen at this kind of moment and survive is Kanan. From, from Rebels and then from uh, Bad Bitch. But, um, but so having that, having that story I thought was super, super awesome. And I think the turn of her, you know, like that moment where Kenobi says, he's like, oh, you're not hunting me. You're hunting him. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is great. If I had gotten this moment an episode before – and I could see that working in her brain and I could kind of see a little bit more of, of her arc. I would have been totally here for it. And I just, I just think that that's a little bit of like, it's, it's, it's the writing. It's, it's, it's the pacing of, of her arc and the pacing of her story. Cause I think that once, once that came, uh, that information came out, I was like, Oh Wow you are equally as conflicted as everyone else here. And I just didn't, I just didn't get that. And I got it too late. And then the pacing with her going to Tatooine and going after Luke, it took me a hot second to also catch up with that because it was, it it just felt really quick. It felt like, Oh, the boy. And I was like, okay, so she's going to go to Tatooine and try to find Luke. And then, you know, use uh, Luke as, bait to get Vader. Yeah, do what exactly? Well, that also, was what I was unclear Vader, about. Vader, doesn't, Vader didn't know about the kids. And we know so that he can't know about the kids because so of I, canon. So. I, I think uh, look, I, I think I think she did a great job with just writing that was just it's a very, I think, interesting perspective and I think it's a very interesting story to tell. Yeah, but they didn't do enough with it. No, and, and I think that like I like if if Obi Wan Kenobi is about Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, and you're gonna give me Leia, and you're gonna give me a rebellion, and you're gonna give me Owen and Beru, and you're gonna give me Luke, to give me one other person who has so much screen time and so much plot driven, um, uh, like dialogue to not give her a fully kind of robust and rounded out arc and rounded out time to get there. I just, I feel like I'm like, you, you did a disservice here. Cause even the inquisitors, the inquisitors are super cool in, 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 uh, in rebels. 
Yeah, they're not as cool in this, but they're cool in Rebels. I mean, they're actually not that great. The Grand Inquisitor is awesome in Rebels, but the other Inquisitors suck in Rebels too. Like they're like dummies. But but like but but that's but Reva Reva isn't dumb, and and so when you kind of have this this lack of lack of breath and then just truncated pacing, I was just like, man, like she is doing the best job with just not a lot, not a lot there. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I think that in terms of the writing, I feel like she was kind of not given as much as, as I think that her character and her storyline and what she's been through deserved for yeah. me at least. Cause I think that if everyone is going through a lot of stuff and is tormented, I think she's number three on people who have been the most tormented by the actions of Darth Vader and oh, Anakin sure. Skywalker. But the fact that she's not, she doesn't have that moment. And that moment is wrapped up in like, I'm surrendering this child and I'm, I'm actually bringing him back to, you know, he fell and he's hurt and I'm sorry. I was like, this moment is coming off like it's coming off as if it's like I am surrendering because I am bad. Like because I'm an evil person. I'm a villain. And I'm like, no, you are going through human emotions of trying to figure out and trying to deal with your struggle of being alive. And your friends were slaughtered in front of you. Like there's anguish there. But I feel like we got we got to see. Anakin slash Darth go th- get through that and figure that out. We got to see Obi-Wan go through that. I feel like we weren't given the time for that to fully breathe. And I feel like to me, it's just the writing because I feel like we've gotten that in Mandalorian. I don't necessarily also think we, I don't think we got as full of a kind of character development in book of Boba Fett, but I think that in Mandalorian, we've gotten these, you know, secondary characters that are new who have, they get the space to kind of breathe and to plant their feet. And I just feel like the pacing of the show and the writing of her character didn't give her any kind of runway to really kind of like slam it, slam it in there. So she was just kind of, they were also trying to keep us, uh, keep a secret from us for too long. Uh, T, T, what did you think of Riva? All right. All of this. So obviously I spoke a lot about this the first time I was on this podcast. Um, so at, at first I was like, okay, maybe this whole thing is going to be redeemed. Now it was for a very bad reason, but I was like, I love this plot line. So the plot line, obviously we, we figured out very quickly that she was a youngling. We all kind of figured out she was part of that. Great. What I didn't realize is that she was, she was, her revenge turned her to the dark side, but her whole plan was to kill Vader. That, I thought, oh, that's really cool. I, I'm on the ride for that. I was like, that's great. If they would have just killed her, mm. she, in my mind, her whole character arc would have been redeemed. Because my issue was, she's acting so strange and so, like, outwardly mean. And then I was like, oh, she's pretending. okay. She's acting like a Eve. Oh, this is how bad Jedi's act. And I was like, maybe she was just pretending and acting that way. And that's why that she had horrible lines and horrible, 
you know, totally emotions, but I bought it, but I bought it. And then, and then Vader stabs her, which seems like a death blow, but apparently when you get stabbed in the abdomen with a lightsaber, it doesn't kill you because the inquisitor lived as well. So I was like, okay, fine. And then help me get it. Cause I honestly thought that I had fallen asleep or missed something. Oh, the boy. Now I have to go kill the boy. Why? What? But why? It, I don't, your whole thing was, you, I get you turned to the dark side for revenge, but once again, we're like, oh, now I'm, uh, now I'm a bad guy. I have to kill children. That's exactly why we hated, that's why I hated Revenge of the Sith. It's like, I didn't get a slow burn for Anakin Skywalker. It was, oh, I'm whiny. Oh, I kill children. It, it would be, it would be one thing if, if she knew that, that he cared, that Vader cared about his son and she was going to kill his son to get back at Vader, but sure. he doesn't know about yeah, her. He doesn't she know. doesn't necessarily know. And it's not, and we know that he'll never right. know. Right. So it, it wasn't sure. She comes back and Owen's like, why are, like, what are you doing this for? And she's like, justice. And I'm like, but for who? I mean, justice, yes, to get back at Vader or to get back, you know, at killing someone that, uh, you know, because right. she wasn't, she would kill, children were killed in front of her and, she, or, you know, all the things that happened to her, she wants to get back at for happening. But it's like, it, it did seem very murky, that whole yeah. bit. And even, but even the, I mean, look, there's two things, because as you guys were talking about, I was kind of doing the math in my head, which is Obi-Wan at the end tells Leia a few little key attributes that she has that her parents have. Then he goes, I, I loved that moment. And then he goes, I can't really tell you anymore because it would make us unsafe. No, Meanwhile, he doesn't say that. He doesn't say no, that. He does. No, he's he like, said, he, no, he says, I wish I could tell you. I more. wish I, I could tell you more. Good. Like, but Reva literally sees uh, like a disjointed little hologram of Jimmy Smith's. And she's like, oh, oh, he's got a kid. Oh, and he, there's a boy. He has a son. Okay, cool. So he has a son on Tatooine. Oh, and I'm like, man, if Reva can figure this out in 10 seconds, then what, then what's stopping, like what's stopping anyone from, do you know what I mean? Like everyone, oh, yeah. it's everyone an unanswerable in Luke's question. town is like, like when that guy's like, hey, I got something to let you know. Like, oh, it, yeah, it makes absolutely no sense. So I'm like, uh, but he's staying the, with Anakin's uncle. But but that's the thing right. is that I'm like, it, it, she just should have died. If they just would have killed her, it would have been a really cool twist and something evil that happened. They I just mean, her. I really like almost like the Obi Wan channeling Bendu. You guys, uh, Rebels, like what you become now. It's up to you. I love. I love to see this emotional beat from her that we got when she is falling at her, at her feet and she's crying and she looked so young and vulnerable and it was, it was beautiful and it was awesome. I just, yeah, I don't know. We didn't have enough time and we also caught, we, we knew what was going on way before the show told us the, yeah. the Vader thing was a twist T that like you were meant that she's hunting Vader. That was a twist, but she also watched him snap children's necks along the way and did a, hell of a lot of i don't know if she technically killed anyone but like she did a whole lot of damage just right. to be getting for doing Look, the very thing that she's pissed about right but here's the thing i explained that away in my head because i was like oh the the, the dark side you know you you, you yeah. have your revenge that leads you to the dark side and all of a sudden what you think is such this pious thing actually isn't so i was i was still on that right and that all made sense to me and then it just, and then it just didn't make, and then it just didn't make any sense. Well, and I, I also, I also think you can chalk this up to, 
because to me, that moment of, you know, like when, you know, they're talking through the door and Obi-Wan is like, hold, oh my God, I understand that you're using me. Like she, to me, feels like the second young Jedi that Obi-Wan has failed. Like that Obi-Wan kind of didn't look at all the pieces and say like, oh, actually, I know how to kind of help you get to where you need to be rather than this course of destruction that you're going on. Because... But he frees her at the end, which I think was really no, nice. No, I, 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 yeah, except... Well, she, he's hate. witnessed to the freeing. But Obi-Wan, there's one dude who's coming after her. Actually, there's multiple dudes. And now, Vader like, thinks well, she's dead. No, no, no. Vader thinks she's dead, but you know Grand Inquisitor who shows up. Mr. Boost... Boost uh, uh, Rupert Friend, the yeah, Grand like, Inquisitor. Uh, beats by Dre for ears. Like, that guy is going to hunt her, is going to go after her. Obi-Wan's like, well, see... And Interesting, because I think that they, they don't they don't respect her at all. They just think she's trash. So they're just like, whatever, you're yeah, but, you. but but think about this though. If you're them, right, and they're all jockeying for position with Vader, and she was even doing that and trying to get Obi-Wan, and they're like, oh, just to get in the boss's good graces, why would you not bring her in? So it's just it's but but once again, I look at this and I say, this is the fault of just writing that just does not to me fully flesh out a character that I think has so many interesting, you know, perspectives and interesting kind of viewpoints here. And there's just so much you could have done. Instead, you just gave us like a little twist and then like a, like a, like a, not like a, like a secondary climax, but like, you also gave us the climax that we knew was going to end up being okay. So all you did was just For drive sure. home the fact that she's like, ah, I can't kill a young Jedi because I'm the same. And it's like, well, well I, I think the nice thing is that it parallels that like, you don't have to, you choose what you become. I think that's the message there. Yeah. You know, you don't, and that's something that they've driven home that Yoda drives home that, that Obi-Wan will later drive home to Luke. Like you choose this. So I think, that was really nice. I, I'm yeah. interested to see what happens to her now um, because that would be more interesting to me to see her like sort of um, c- recover from this and like make choices now that aren't like crazy person choices. Um, so that, yeah, I, I'm bummed that, that that was sort of like shoved at the to the end of the show. But at the same time, what we really want is Vader and Obi-Wan. And I, um, you know, I don't know if they were just trying to give us something additional. She could have gotten her own spinoff if, if she went over really well, if this character was something that people wanted to see more of. So but, who but knows see, but what, that's, but that's the thing though, is that I do like, I do. I think that like in the same way that, I mean, maybe we'll see her in like, and or something. Well, I don't know. I mean, or, or, you know, if you're going to kind of bring her back in, like, I mean, granted it's like years away, but if you're going to bring her back in Ahsoka, as if Ahsoka is trying to figure out what happened to Anakin or if there is anything Anakin there, you could bring her back there. I just, to me, well, well, but to me in this moment, in this moment, in this show, I just, I feel like, I feel like you're going to bring in a character that is a former youngling. I mean, cause I'm, I mean, I'm going to keep harping on this because I always think about it, which is just that moment at the beginning of Bad Batch with Kanan because you know where Kanan goes. We all know what Order 66 is. But then seeing how he deals with what happened in Rebels, I'm like, you're giving us 
a viewpoint of that from the other side. That to me is so fascinating. That's yeah. so cool. I and, love that. And I just, I think you dropped the ball with the writing and you have an actress who is a powerhouse and you, you just, you gave her, you gave her like little bits. I just, I don't know. I loved the, the one they put her as the little girl again with Hayden and Vader, like the four of them, Luke, Little Reva, Big Reva, Vader, Anakin, Hayden, all of that together was just really awesome. But yeah, I think I think that was that was a bummer. Um, but it you know it it sort of did give us nice Obi Wan stuff toward the end, and it you know reflection in him being freed as well by him getting to tell her she's free. Um, but so okay, so then we move lastly to the Leia goodbye, which you we kind of already touched on. But I loved that moment when he's talking about the gifts that he got from. Anakin and from Padme like that was so beautiful and of course this long-awaited like you know will I see you again and we know that the next time will probably be a new hope I think this makes total sense he calls she calls him Obi-Wan at the end which she'll do later and um you know he calls her princess and I, I just thought thought that was really nice yes she's literally wearing basically the exact same outfit she will one day wear <laughs> Later, she didn't have the space buns, but she had the buns on top of the head. Um, so that was, I guess we could call that a little bit of funny fan service. Um, we also get the meeting of Luke to Obi-Wan officially. We get our classic hello there, which sure is fan service, but I loved it. Um, do you guys I, have I, anything to say about the meeting of Luke and Obi-Wan briefly? Just a quick shout out to all-time movie dad goat, Jimmy Smith's. Uh, oh, yeah. crushes get it bag, always it's get like that get that bag get in get out get on with life absolutely crushing it like just always down to be in one of the star wars literally I anytime i see him at any star wars movie i'm like let's go Good that's job. my guy Good job. that's my king that's my king right there let's go and then uh, the other thing i was going to say is i <laughs> it used to always be funny to me that luke like in a new hope he's like they're like oh we're looking for a jedi and he's like oh you mean like old ben like crazy old ben <laughs> Like Crazy that weirdo. And, and I'm now like, yeah, actually, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah, he showed up one time. He gave you this weird toy and then he yeah. left. Yeah, and But also he was like, I weirdly a remember him. Love. I like was running from this woman and she had like a, like, okay. a lace, okay, yeah. like a lightsaber and just like I fell down a hill and then and, he and gave me a out. toy. He's crazy. No, so that's the other thing is like, oh, like he was knocked out conveniently for some of that because otherwise he he would never say like nothing ever happens on boring old Tatooine. Yeah. Like, dude, you were chased by a Sith with a with a red lightsaber. Like, that's crazy, or not a real Sith, but that's crazy. So yeah, conveniently he is knocked out for most of that. Um, but no, I agree. That was that was relevant. That was actually very hilarious. Um, we get Obi-Wan's new outfit at the end. Of course, his orange goggles. We've seen those in Marvel's uh, Star Wars comics. The vest and goggles are like a mixed with his, a mix of his classic New Hope robes, the white with the black. Um, another version of this costume that's getting us one step closer to uh, Sir Alec Guinness's version and what he was wearing in the Twin Suns episode, for those of you listening know what that is. Um, and then he's headed out of his little hole of penance to go live somewhere probably nicer and he's he walks build that the little hut house that little and the hut house, house exactly yeah. um and the rock formation that is beggar's canyon uh that we see at the very end the former site of um 
the pod race. Uh, that's pod racing. Now that's, that's pod, pod racing. racing. <laughs> and also where Luke hangs out, uh, he mentions, I think, that like he honed his flying skills while hunting Womp Rats and A New Hope. Uh, that's all Beggar's Canyon. And then, of course, we get Liam Man, Neeson. We get him. Now, I, I mean, I didn't mind. I loved it. What'd you guys think? I loved oh, it. I loved it. I, I love how short and sweet it was. And yeah. I also loved how Qui-Gon was like, what took you so long? Let's go. I, like, that was it. I loved it. I, I really as, as we all said to ourselves, what took you so long, Liam? I was like, yeah, my dude, my exact same feeling. Yes. The future will take care of itself, Obi-Wan tells Owen. Uh, you know, in so many Star Wars stories, that's like a thousand percent true because the future is already written in so many of the stories that they're telling out of order like this. But I mean, the nostalgia can be so nice. I think there's a lot of value in relearning what we've learned. And, and tragedy, honestly, draws power from repetition. So, like, I don't mind seeing this stuff go over and over again. Um, but I, I think all in all from this show, I, I'm just ready for new stuff. Um, there are rumors of a second season possibly happening because it's doing so well uh, with streaming. Do you, I want to ask you both, A, are you interested in the second season? B, do you think they can do a second season? Uh, or do you just want to leave it where it is? I personally will just say I would rather get a Vader show where we see him and his inner monologue because we don't have any of that information except for like comics to know what he's going through would be so much cooler because it's still such a mystery. But what do you guys think? I'm torn. So one, the more we get of you and McGregor in the star Wars universe, the better. So no matter what they do, it'll be great. Like if they do more Obi-Wan, it's like, we can't have him and Vader go up against each other again. Right. That That's gotta be, be it. Cheap. It would have to be some other kind of Avenue, some, some other Avenue, but I don't, I don't know. I, again, I, I think I'm more apt to be like, I think we should just call it a day yeah, and just be happy. We got a, a really great series. Uh, but I mean, g- give me a good idea, you know, I don't yeah. know. Pitch it. Yeah, pitch it. Let me let me hear it. So the what thing the thing that I would say is, uh, one first of all, just you talking about the desert and Beggar's Canyon made me remember one thing that I thought to myself. But you and McGregor in this episode, especially in the desert scenes, is so hot. No, no, he looks like what Middle America thinks Jesus looked like, and it, it's it's like. There were a couple of shots of him where I'm like, yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that picture. I've seen that picture on a rectory wall. Like I've seen that. I, that, like, that I, is our, our Lord and Savior. That, yeah. yes. I'm like, yeah, there we go. This is, some, is this a Messiah story? Oh, okay, great. He's yeah. very Jesus-y. Like, yeah, he just, just give, just do yourself a favor. Do a little, do a little side by side Google search. You will, will not be disappointed. Right. How old is he? Like, is he 50, 60? How old is he? You in? He, yeah. he is. He is the exact right age he needs to I'm be. That all is, I know that is that he's good the hottest man. old guy I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I was like, my God, he you look good, dude. is freaking gorgeous. Um, Ewan McGregor is how old? Let's see. He is born in, he's 51. Good for him, man. Oh, yeah. my God. He looks better than Ever. Yeah, it's amazing that he he, he hit his prime in his fifties. Like, oh yeah, amazing! It's incredible. It's yeah. I mean, it's not fair, honestly. You, well, men age like playing, fine wine. He's playing Obi Wan, and Obi Wan is that 
protect that wholesome protector yeah. that you can appreciate. And he's just got that those splashy S's from his Scottish accent, yes. and he that still linger, and he, and his hair looks so good, and his eyes are so blue. Yeah, it's yeah. just lights I, out. When they when they showed him younger, I was like, oh, gross, you don't look. Good. I know. And I'm like, the, why does then, he look worse? Yeah, right. And then and he looks older. Like, yeah, okay, that guy, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Cool. He gets yeah, it done. Oh, yeah, yeah, he looks good. Uh, so the thing, the thing that I would say about a sequel is, I. Okay, I'm torn. I, I I'm very much like we like I feel like we are I feel like we are bumping up against certain things. And I also I also stick to even though it's my own personal feeling and it has nothing I can't change the show is the show. You got what you get, you don't get upset. But I think that to me adding in all, all these other layers of little Leia, little Luke in this series, I was like, we're just we're bumping up against canon like yeah exactly whereas i feel like with the which would be the danger of a sequel but 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 there's certain ways to do it where you don't where you can live kind of in that space like clone that's the question but but clone wars does that rebels does that uh rogue one absolutely smashes it out of the ballpark in that you know what's going to happen. It's a it's a big event. So I'm totally okay with it. I just feel like you have to show me, like you have to like Book of Boba Fett me. Like you have to show me something that I I feel like I may have some kind of reminiscent like thoughts of, but like, but I also feel like if you're gonna give me ghost, you know, force ghost Qui-Gon, it feels like the next thing you have to do is like send me to the Dagobah system and like have me train with Yoda for a bit, which I don't know necessarily if that's the show, but that feels I mean, like the next thing you have to do, you know? Well, Obi-Wan knows that Yoda is on Dagobah. So we could definitely get some Yoda and Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, well, that's... Doesn't, doesn't, it would doesn't... be great. It's just the question is, do we, is there enough there to make an exciting show? If it's just like, like, like quiet force learning, you know, we can't have much like battle going on. And is then is it the show called Obi-Wan? Could it be called something right. else? Well, yeah, but see, but, but but the thing that I would say though is, and this is this is me crossing universe and crossing brands, we've seen this work with Marvel and Disney Plus because Loki is very much out of the the rhythm and out of the uh, styling of the other kind of Marvel Disney Plus shows where it's very dialogue driven, it's very heady, it's very, you know, like we're, we're chewing up concept and we're spitting out monologues. Like it's very much like ethereal. I think that you can do it. I just think that it, you have to trust that the audience is there for it. And I think that at this point with the stuff they're putting out and with Ahsoka on the horizon, I think that you can go ahead and trust that you could do some introspective force like mysticism show and call it season two i totally think you could get away with that especially if you time it right and you give us ahsoka which is going to be live action and it's going to be absolutely phenomenal and that's going to be a whole new set of characters and much later in the timeline so it's unrelated and you also have you also have you know taika's new movies you know in the planning process and i also look at it and i say if i'm gonna have to say goodbye to the Skywalker saga world, the person I want to say goodbye to it with 
is Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. That to me is what I want to do. So I think the final thing you have to do is another season of this and you have to kind of come to something. I don't know if you can. Sure, or is it the original world, trilogy? Is that the goodbye with them? See, but 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 this is the thing though, because I remember I remember sitting in the theater, seeing Revenge of the Sith and expecting us to get right up to that point. Then when we didn't, but like things are aging and like, it's like, oh, okay, cool. When we didn't, I was like, oh, so they're leaving room. And now I'm like, we're kind of really like zigzagging our way through kind of filling in the gaps here. But I feel like if you're going to fill it in, this is where you go. You know, hmm. like, like Andor is on the front end of Rogue One. Totally fine. Totally get it. It butts up. It creates, you know, storyline. Clone Wars too. Like, you know, that Clone Wars is in between uh, Attack of the Clones and, and, and Revenge of the Sith. Like, you give yourself that space and own it. But I feel like, I feel like you can't If there's do it stuff Obi-Wan, to be owned, but, yeah. Yeah, I feel like you can do it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, okay, we have to wrap things up. Uh, any more closing thoughts before we do? Thank you guys so much for joining me for this. This brought me a lot of joy. Anything further to say before I wrap up? It was, it was worth the uh, uh, I hate most things. I, I, I say that. I, I really do. I find something wrong with everything. And so uh, uh, I overall, I was incredibly pleased. Uh, and I knew you and McGregor was going to be great. I found myself being so proud of not like he needs me to be proud of him, but right. <laughs> I was just very proud of Hayden Christensen. I was so happy that that I know. Deborah made me like him, and that just makes me happy. And he got closure with this too, because I mean, if you he- listen to the Star Wars celebrations, T, like yeah. he gets more applause than anyone. And Hayden was what Hayden was was backed out of the freaking world for this, for all of this. He was dogged crazily. I mean, it was kind yeah. of before social media was really what it is. Yeah. Thank God. But he went through it with this and to see him bask in just people it, it making its way around again to yeah. these new generation of fans that actually great. love the prequels. Right. It's right. wonderful. There are people who think those are great movies. They're they wrong, love them. They love them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's a different discussion. They, they're idiots. No, fine. they're not as bad as no, you think. they're just very into pod racing. Come on. No, the pod racing is definitely the worst, but the other two I like. I'm sorry, um, the pod racing video game that came out on N64. was wonderful. It was incredible. It was uh, top 10 all time. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame video game. There's there's treasure there. You just gotta mine it. Um <laughs> I just I think I think getting Hayden back for this and, and having you in, that's yeah. really what did all of this magic yeah. on uh, our screens. Yeah. Well, nerds, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. And we hope you will join us tomorrow for our episode on Ms. Marvel, episode three. As a small universe in a multiverse of other nerd verses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So thank you so much for listening and following along and keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, now you're free. We both.